Good evening, everyone. Well, today is the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, it's Corpus Christi. And it is a solemnity because it shows the church wants to share how important this moment is. When Christ instituted the first Eucharist, when Christ gave us communion, sharing his body and blood, soul and divinity, so that he would always be present throughout the ages for till the end of time. And so there's a lot of important material in that. But the most important, I think, we have to begin with the very beginning. And that is, if you were catechized like I was back in the 60s and early 70s, then I, when I made my first communion, I can tell you right now, I did not understand what I was receiving. I thought I was receiving a symbol, right? A rep, you know, this represents Jesus. No. So that everybody understands, so that everybody knows, when you receive communion, when we receive communion, we are receiving the body and blood soul and divinity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is not symbolic. It's not metaphorical. It is truly Christ present under the appearance of bread and under the appearance of wine. Because Jesus made it very clear in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 6, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me and I in him. I don't know how clear the Lord could have made it. What he could have said to make it even clearer than that. And that is as clear as you can be. It's not symbolic. It's not metaphorical. And the reason why I say this is because when I was a child, after communion, I met a friend, a good friend, in school. And one day, for some reason, he invited me to his Baptist church. Okay? And I think I was maybe in sixth grade when he invited me. And I said, well, if, you, if I go to your church, you've got to come to my church. He goes, yeah, yeah, no problem, you know. So I remember sitting in, and first of all, I thought their church was a lot better than ours, right? <laughs> because uh, they had a, 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 well, we have a great band, okay? We have an awesome band, but they were like right there, right there. And you could see the lights, and the, the pews were extremely comfortable, cushion, cushion. There was no kneeler, no kneeling. Right? Ah, no, no kneeling. There was even a little space for your cafe latte. Okay? Yeah, the cafe latte action, right? Yeah, exactly. And the best part was when communion came. They had a little, they had a bowl, and the bowl had holes for these little glasses. You know what I mean? They, they remind you of, well, I won't say it, right? You know, like little, little glasses, right? You know? And they were full of grape juice. So it wasn't like, mm, you know, it wasn't bitter. Not, it was grape juice. 
and they had um, uh, bread, little little squares of bread. And it was, and I, you know, can I have two? You know, one. Yeah. <laughs> and so we took, and I participated, and I had a wonderful time. Then I invited my friend to come to my church, right? In uh, yeah, in upstate New York, and. Uh, so when it came time for communion, I said, no, we have to go up, you know? You got to go like this, say the magic word, amen, okay? That's the secret code word, amen, right? And so he comes up, but my, my parish, we had a maximum of 600 people, 600 people, weekend. It was a tiny, you know, northeastern parish, tiny, 600 people would go to church on Saturday and Sunday. And so the priest, when my friend comes up, the priest, you know, he goes like, who are you? <laughs> he knew everybody. And my friend is like, Eric. He's like, are you Catholic? No. Do you believe that this is the body and blood of Jesus Christ? No. <laughs> and he said, well, See the blessing? Move along. And I was so embarrassed. I thought that, you know, my friend was like, I can't believe you put me through that. can't believe that you put I said, well, nobody likes him anyways, you know. (laughs) So mean. But, and now as a priest, I'll be honest, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say, Especially at weddings and funerals, if you're not Catholic, cross your arms, come up. It's hard because you feel like, you know, you're, you're not being nice and you're not being kind. But I think what I've understood is that it's important that if someone doesn't know what they're receiving, you can't lie to them. And you can't say, oh, it's just, it's just nothing. It's nothing. Or it's just symbolic. It's not. For us, it is the body and blood of Jesus Christ. So especially if you invite someone to church that isn't Catholic, let them know and and say to them, look, what we believe, we believe this is the body and blood of Christ. Do you believe that this is the body and blood? Oh, no, I don't. Well, then maybe the best thing to do is cross your arms and come up for a blessing. That's it. Let them know. I didn't let my friend know. Because I didn't even know. And so, but it's important. It represents. It it represents truly the body and blood of Christ. Why in the world would the Lord give us his flesh and his blood to eat and drink? Why? Why? Because we tie the New Testament with the Old Testament which is exactly what the early Christians did. The reason why we have the Eucharist is because if you remember in the Old Testament, Moses told the Jewish people the night before they were to leave Israel, uh, leave Egypt for the Promised Land, Moses instructed the people, before you leave, pack up your bags, pack up everything, gird your loins, right? You know, put up your apron, tie it, because we are going to be leaving tonight. But before you leave to the promised land, you have to kill a lamb. Why? Not only a lamb, 
but a lamb without any blemish. In other words, no sins. A male lamb. In other words, a son. You have to kill it, sacrifice it. But what did the lamb do? Nothing. So we're killing an innocent animal? Yes. That didn't do anything. Didn't do anything wrong. Totally innocent. Don't break the bones. Ah, not a, bro- not a bone was broken. Okay. And after you kill it, you have to eat the lamb. If we don't eat the lamb, then you cannot journey with us. You cannot journey to the promised land or what we call heaven. Okay. That's where it comes from. Who is the lamb of God? The little lamb? No. That was just the figure of the real lamb of God, which is Jesus Christ. The innocent never did anything wrong, totally pure, killed, sacrificed for us so that we could escape the slavery of sin and make it to the promised land, which is heaven. And that's where we get it. That's why we have it. And so then, the only other point that I'd like to make today is very simple, if I can find it, (laughs) is that we also have to be careful. I remember about a year after I was ordained a priest, you know, the emotion, the enthusiasm, celebrating Mass every day, lifting up the Eucharist, the routine. And I know, for many of us Catholics, you know, why can't we do something different, Father, you know? Can't we put, like, you know, you know some lights and some, you know, heavy metal music, you know? Although we've gotten pretty close lately. Okay? Right? But, you know, can't we, like, do, you know, spruce it up a little, modernize, you know, like maybe the stage comes from, you know, from behind, you know, right? We have some light, you know, something, something. We have to be careful that worshiping God doesn't become, I want to worship God my way. And second of all, that worshiping God turns into worshiping me that I come up from under the stage, you know? And it's all about me. No. We have to be careful that our feelings don't get in the way of the facts. So, as I was saying, after a year of being ordained a priest, I had to go one day to my priest mentor and tell him, look, you know, Father, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't, I don't get excited when I celebrate Mass. And he's like, okay. You know, I mean, like, I used to, you know, like, I would be thrilled. Like, I, I would have Christ in my hands, and, and I would be excited. And, okay. I'm like, well, yeah. What do you think? You know? And he says, you don't see angels? No. <laughs> and he said, thank God. Thank God. He said, what do you think? It's not about feelings. It's not about feelings. Feelings come and go. 
One day we're high up on the mountain, and the next day, is Christ not with me always? What did the Lord say? I will be with you till the end of time. How? In the Eucharist. That's why when someone is in the hospital and they are dying and they receive the communion, they are not dying alone. That's why when someone is going through tough times in their life and they receive the Eucharist, they are not going through the tough times alone. Whether or not you feel it or you don't. Do I feel your presence? No. Are you here? Yeah. And so? And so the priest told me, said, don't worry about your feelings. Remember, feelings have to follow faith. If you feel good, it should be because you did something good. If you feel good and you didn't do something good, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) But if you feel good and you did something good, if you feel bad and you did something good, suck it up. Suck it up. Feelings have to follow faith, and faith relies on facts. Did Jesus die for us? Yes. Did Jesus sacrifice himself for us? Yes. Does Jesus love me? Yes. Is Jesus present in the Eucharist? Yes. Do you feel it? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, because Christ said it. And that's the reason why we believe it. Amen? Amen. Amen.